Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Monday, June the 14th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on another very hot and sunny day in Kent. I am going to have an update on the weather for you in just a bit. But first today, we're meant to be just a week away from so-called Freedom Day. But at the time of recording today's episode, it is looking increasingly likely that that will be delayed. The Prime Minister is worried about a surge in cases of the Delta variant of coronavirus. Here in Kent, in the seven days to June the 8th, there were 416 COVID cases in the county. That's up 59% on the previous week. Cases in Medway had gone up 67% to 122 Now, while those numbers are still well below what we were seeing at the start of the year, there's still some concern. A delay will mean social distancing has to stay in place, along with things like wearing face masks. It has been reported the number of guests at a wedding could be exempt, but we'll have to wait for confirmation on that one. Among those eager for an answer is Lisa Council from Headcorn, who's already delayed tying the knot three times. She's now due to get married on June the 26th. Do you know what? It's been really tough. And I think just because your wedding day is so stressful, it's quite a lot, the lead up to it's very stressful, you know, organising everything. So to move all your suppliers and keep trying to rebook venues, etc. Four, four times round is really tough. You know, it's, it's put a lot of strain on us and it's, it's been really challenging. But obviously, you know, we're, we're still we're still pulling through. <laughs> and how are you feeling about the... Um about the 21st of June but also for the announcement that's coming up on Monday you must be feeling quite nervous about it. Do you know what I'm dreading Monday <laughs> I'm literally losing sleep over it so I think it's so worrying we're at the point now where we're going to go ahead regardless um you know having changed the date four times we we physically couldn't go through with trying to change it again it's been it's been really tough so we're going ahead with the wedding regardless of what he says but it's more like the reception for us so you know if it is 30 guests then for the wedding we can work with that but we do have 150 guests so it's going to be quite a big chop down have we possibly might have to change it. Well, Boris Johnson is due to speak at six this evening. You can, of course, follow updates on our socials and we'll have more reaction in tomorrow's podcast. One of his own MPs is hoping there won't be a delay. South Thanet's Craig McKinley is keen for life to get back to normal on June the 21st, as originally set out in the roadmap. The vaccine has been the, the link breaker. We may have some rising cases here and there. It was very good to see that Thanet was the lowest in Kent just yesterday. Uh, but these cases are not translating into serious illness, hospitalizations and deaths. That link has very much been broken. I mean, I, you know, I, frankly, I don't think it matters what the numbers of infections are. What matters are, you know, the level of illness. And they are very, very low. Uh, the numbers of people in our hospitals across the, the whole southeast is is really really low. I think it's down to uh, eight admitted over the last week. It's 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 very low. So you know, there is always that other side of the ledger that you know, I've been very mindful of, in that we need to uh, be worried about people's freedoms, about their the economy, what their business is doing, other health corollaries as well, uh, because you know the figures are out there and very clear that cancer treatments of people are being fearful about going forward for uh, diagnosis and then there's a vast amount of what I call elective surgeries like you know hips and eyes that are uh, are getting increasingly lengthening cues so 
we need to put it all together in the round and then make some sensible decisions. And I, and I think June the 21st is still the right thing to do. You can also let us know what you think today by voting in our poll on whether you support a delay to the easing of all restrictions. We've also been asking on social today what plans you'll have to cancel if Freedom Day is in fact delayed. An awful lot of you are actually saying none. Angela Wilson has added it was never set in stone. They said they'd have to look at data, not dates. Not a great surprise, is it, thanks to the importation of the Delta variant. John Finch has said, I think we all knew it wasn't going to happen, opening pubs, etc. And the most alarming thing is people seem to think two jabs, they are immune to the virus. It's not a cure. It comes down to common sense, which I think a lot of people have lost. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today, and a Chatham dad has told the Kent Online podcast he lies about how he ended up with scars on his face, so people don't automatically judge him. Daniel Black was the victim of an horrific knife attack in August last year. He'd been trying to stop a young woman from being hurt when he was set upon and slashed across the face and neck. He's been chatting to Medway news editor Jenny Horn about how it's affected his life. I was in a shopping centre somewhere and I had a mask on and uh, so the alarm had gone off as I walked out of Sainsbury's. It was at Hempstead Valley and... Uh, it happened to be another person. It was just a tag left on their clothing. But I, I know how I look and I know how I may come across. I've got tattoos and, and I, I look a certain way to some people. And straight away, I, I see him, because when I pulled down my face, obviously because they wanted to see me with the camera, the second he saw my throat and my forehead, I could tell that his demeanour had changed completely. And he looked at me and thought, oh, this bloke's a violent person. And, and you know, if someone actually asked a story, it wasn't like that. You know, I was just trying to protect my mum and my brother and, and some random girl. It wasn't like I was in a bar fight or that I, I'd instigated it or that, I, you know, that I was walking around with a knife myself. I just wanted to stop some girl from getting hurt. You know, she, she was tiny compared to him. I'm, I'm not going to just stand by and allow that to happen. I'm tiny compared to Brian. But... No woman should have to be beaten in the middle of the street because he decides that that's okay. It's, it's not okay. I've got no time for bullets. People shouldn't go around bullying other people, carrying knives, screwdrivers. I've got no idea what's wrong with the generation of the day. That being said, he's older than me. I would never consider carrying a knife. None of my friends would consider carrying a knife. I've got no idea. It bewilders me why people would even do it. So if someone like someone asks you how you got it, do you t- do you tell them or what? I think there was a thing in court about you. you say it's from accidents. But I'll just say it's a childhood accident. I come off a you know I come off a motorbike, come off a push bike. Um, obviously kids ask me. Some kids have asked me. It's a joke, you know. You can muck about with kids. You can say, oh, you know, I got attacked by a shark or I got attacked by a lion. And they, they don't believe you, but that's it. That, that they accept that as an excuse. You know, oh, okay. You know, they're never ever going to come across a lion or a shark in the water, so it's not as scary to them. You know, you can't just terrify a kid and then people go around stabbing everyone. But I've explained it to my daughter, uh, not in great detail, but, but I have explained it to her. And uh, the only other child that's really a major part of my life at the moment is my housemate's child. And uh, I, I, I live with her. So she sees me all the time. And uh, when it happened, 
Well, she's only eight. She she didn't understand, and uh, her mum would try to explain it to her. But you know, I, I took her out from McDonald's and I explained it to her, and, and I said to her, I was all like, not not everyone's like it. Not everyone is like it. No, the the world isn't a bad place. The world isn't a bad place. There were just bad people in it. The man who attacked Daniel has been jailed for 18 years. Ryan Miskin, who's 36 and from Wickham Street in Strood, admitted 15 charges. Another case from court and two brothers who stole more than £10,000 during a knife point robbery at an arcade in Chatham High Street have been jailed. Nathan and Neil Sutton threatened staff while taking cash from the business in February last year. The 42 and 40-year-olds from Shipwrights Avenue in the town have been locked up for a total of almost 15 years. Footage has emerged showing drivers having to swerve to avoid two people who were wandering along the M20 near Ashford. Dashcam video, which you can see at Kent Online, shows the horrifying moment one car was forced to stop as a woman walked towards the vehicle. Bosses in Kent will no longer be taking any more asylum-seeking children from today. It comes after the County Council announced last week that services are at a limit and it's reached an unsafe capacity. The number of young refugees in its care has risen from 274 to more than 400 since the beginning of the year. Sue Chandler is in charge of children's services at the County Council. We have got to the point now where we have to say that we cannot take any more The numbers are just far in excess of what we saw at this time last year and our services are at the limit. Kent Online reports. Now, what was meant to be a development of 16 luxury homes in Medway has turned into a nightmare for the few people living there. We've been to visit the Hamiltons, a gated community of townhouses off Upper Luton Road in Chatham. Reporter Chris Hunter went along to see what it's like. So, Chris, can you describe it for us? So as you arrive at the Hamiltons, you've got a driveway leading off Upper Luton Road, um, which goes through some gates. It's quite um, the driveway's quite cracked and broken at the bottom, looking probably less and less salubrious than they intended. Um, then, as you come up on on the left, you've got about ten three-story houses, which look in pretty decent condition, except now until most of the roofing's been taken off the ones that aren't occupied. Um, they face onto a row of four um, houses with another at the end which is quite which are just basic block brickwork houses unfinished and fenced off where you've got weeds growing outside them a lot of undergrowth encroaching um, towards the edge of the development and doesn't um, yeah doesn't look very good at all really there basically a lot of it looks quite um, barren and derelict and the fact that uh, even in the finished or more finished areas, uh, there's not really anyone living there, um, gives it quite an eerie feel to match. And how exactly has it ended up in this state? So it seems to have got to this state um, due to the fact the original developers got halfway through before in 2019 they went bust and the project went into administration. And since then, although there was hope that the administrators would finish off work, that doesn't seem to have happened or no progress except for the fact that some materials removed off the roof which may well have caused some further damage um, and it's just been a case of waiting for someone to take it on and hopefully finish off the project. Now you did manage to speak to someone who lives there didn't you? Yes I spoke to Mark and Lucia Phillips who moved there early in 2019. At that point they were hopeful everything would be finished, um, thought everything looked nice and seemed 
having looked at the brochure, thought it was a great place to live. And halfway through 2019, they realised that um, the developers had gone bust. They said they'd never had a, an issue with them. It just seemed like they'd overstretched themselves. But they were still hopeful that it would get finished under the administrators. And since then, it seems it's been a bit of a battle for them to get the house as, as they want it. Although some some materials removed from the roof, they've had to then... All the decking was removed their, on their roof terrace and the balustrades. They've had to pay out of their own pocket to have that put back. And um, they've had to do things like install industrial lighting outside their house, otherwise it would be pitch black at night. And just generally... Um, had to fight their corners and make it somewhere half decent to live. We understood that there was um, £600,000 allotted to the completion of these houses here. Mm. And one thing that we found out uh, towards the end of this period was that they'd vired 200 grand to weatherproofing these, which meant that these houses here were never quite completed and that's why our roof was not quite completed. <laughs> I guess the big question then, Chris, is will it ever be finished? At this point, we don't really know if it will be finished, although you'd hope it would be, because I suppose that's the idea behind most developments. And someone's recently bought it for double the guide price, so you'd hope they see some value in it, and uh, especially for the people living there, you'd hope it gets finished off. Thanks ever so much. And you can read Chris's report and see pictures of the site at Kent Online. Now, while it might be incredibly hot in Kent today, we are told the sunny weather is set to come to an end this week. A yellow weather warning for thunderstorms comes into force on Wednesday evening and will last until Friday morning. The Met Office say there could be travel disruption and maybe even some flooding. A Kent man is among the first to give blood following a relaxation in eligibility rules for people from the LGBT community. It means anyone who's had the same sexual partner for the last three months will be able to donate. 36-year-old Adrian Bond from Rochester says he's excited to be able to help save lives. Dame Virilin's family are going to launch an appeal to raise money for a statue of the force's sweetheart to be put near the White Cliffs of Dover. A 1939 song, We'll Meet Again, became an uplifting anthem during the pandemic after the Queen referenced it in an address to the nation. Dame Vera died last June at the age of 103. And James Arthur is going to be on our sister radio station KMFM later. He'll be chatting with Emma Jo on the hit list about new single September. You can hear it from seven. Kent Online Sport. Cricket and Kent have made it three wins from three in the T20 Blast after beating Gloucestershire by just five runs. The Spitfires managed to defend their total of 183 at Canterbury yesterday. They'd already beaten Hampshire Hawks and Middlesex and travelled to take on Somerset tomorrow. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.